0: Welcome to 7 Minutes in NYC, your seven-day-a-week NYC capsule cast where the coolest New Yorkers give you the real deal about the city that never sleeps in less time than it takes to butter your bagel. Hosted by Alex Mito of Superfine Art Fair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 7 Minutes in New York City. My name is Alex Mito, and I'm here today with none other than Daddy Ramazani. And yes, Daddy is his real name. Daddy is a New York-based director, comedian, and musician who was born in Egypt, raised in Ireland and Atlanta, and now lives in New York City. Welcome to the show, Daddy. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Alex. Uh, It's our pleasure. So you've lived all over the world, right? So tell us, do you remember the first day you got to New York, and like, what was that experience like for
1: you? Yeah, well, it's because I had... I had visited New York a few times in my life and that was like, I was always like, I love the city. I want to live here. Um, and then I remember the day that I moved here, because I have it in my journal, um, was like uh, the day I moved into my dorm at NYU and my family left me and I was like, I'm free. I can finally <laughs> be the person I want to be, because <laughs> I'd always wanted to live here. So I, I just remember my feet hurting like crazy, right? <laughs> walking, but... Yeah, it was a dope day. <laughs> yeah. That,
0: that, that's, a, that's a cool sentiment, though. Like, I'm free, right? Like, you get to yeah. New York, and that's the feeling, like, so many people have. We come from all mm-hmm. over the world, and this is, like, the place we invent ourselves. So I think it's so yeah. cool
1: to hear that. Yeah, because um, I lived in the South. But I remember I saw a, a a a guy on a bike, like, throw his bike at a cab and break all the window, the side mirrors off of a cab because the cab, like, got in a fight with him, like, almost cut him off. Oh so, yeah. yeah, you're
0: like this is home. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so cool, exactly, awesome. So wh- you do comedy. What's your favorite comedy bar in New York for that you like doing stand up at?
1: Um, it's I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite, but I like the best show that I've done was at this place called Star Bar in uh, Bushwick, I think, and it it was cool because it's not an easy space to perform in because there's like half the room is like a performance, like a, you know, a a stage and like audience. And then the other half is like a bar. So like the people at the bar don't have nothing going on with the show and they're all talking. And then if you're not really grabbing the audience, then you can lose them and then they'll be chattering. And so I remember when I performed there, there was one dude on before me and he was terrible, super misogynistic. (laughs) And like a woman in the front threw a beer at him (laughs) and (laughs) he had to get off stage. And then I'm like, okay what's gonna happen now and uh but then there was one dude in between he got added on then I went on and at first it was I they were laughing but there was still a little bit of chattering and so it really made me have to like it made me work hard and um by the end they were like giving me like applause breaks and stuff and I was like oh this is different so it pushed me so I like that I love it I love it
0: you turn the crowd around that's great Yeah. yeah
1: So we were chatting for our listeners. Daddy and I were chatting
0: before we started recording. I actually uh, heard Daddy perform uh, last month at a, a, on a roof in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And we were talking about how that was kind of like both of our first times like out doing stuff. You said that was your first time performing since the pandemic, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That was the first like real show. Otherwise, yeah. it was all virtual.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, guys, I wouldn't have guessed it. I mean, you killed it. Oh, and that's... so how did that oh. feel, though, like coming out in person <laughs> yes. with a bunch of
1: people? It felt good, but at the same time, I was like, I can see I haven't done this in a while. Like, I, cause you know, for you, you're like, but for me, I was like, I know, I know my potential. And, <laughs> and my brother is like, my coach, he always gets on me after every performance. He was like, why did you do that? Why did you? <laughs> like the, the, but, the coach in Rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I was also just like, um, I didn't put so much pressure on myself because I was like, "This is the first show. I'm just excited to be around people again." Uh, I remember just getting in and like, you know, seeing people with no masks, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I can take mine off." You know, like that moment. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I actually saw you guys come in because you came in like I think it had already kind of started a little bit, yeah. and I saw you guys come in and kind of like think about taking your masks off because you were in the back. You're like, "Okay," and then <laughs> you did it. I, I, I saw that. It's too funny. <laughs> Um really running through it. So I want to hit on something here. So I know you have an amazing short film that you're creating and funding, and I know yeah. that I can't say the name, but you can.
1: So can you tell us what it is and what it's about? It's funny. I was with Harkness the other day and he was like, How's um how's how's and I was like, I know what you want to ask <laughs> Yes. I'm making a short film called Super Nigga. Um, I love the, the name. Uh, people are always like, are you sure you can call it that? Like, what are other people going to call it? Like, they got to figure it out. It's like <laughs> niggas with Kanye and Jay-Z. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a dope black exploitation and superhero inspired romantic comedy. I always tell people it's like a black Lois Lane and Clark Kent love story, mm-hmm. but told from the Lois Lane perspective. Um, yeah, we're doing a Kickstarter for it now. Um, we're in the last eight days. We, I think we have like 8,000 left to raise, which wow, I'm like perfectly fine. Um, and it's dope. It's cool because I'm seeing like people really get behind it. And there's like a community that's excited for it. And for me, it's just something that's been in my head for years. So I'm like, yay, y'all care. <laughs> I love it. So
0: you need 8,000 left to fund it. And guys, what if, if there's 200 of you listening out there and that's like 40 bucks a piece, come on, I'm going to go on after this. I'm giving that 50 bucks. So get on and give the money. Come on, it's right. $8,000. It's not that much. I love exactly.
1: it. Yeah. Sometimes people get on me, they're like, I only donated $20. And I'm like, that's that's more than enough. Like that adds up if, if you have other people donating too. So Absolutely. You know, honestly, even a dollar makes a difference.
0: Absolutely. And and for our listeners out there who might be under the age of 28 or so Ooh. and may not know what black exploitation films are, can you tell us what they are like what this Ooh. references?
1: Yes, yes. So, so I mean some movies to know are Superfly, uh Foxy Brown. Basically it's uh movies movies from the um uh, 70s where um black filmmakers were Kind of well, not not just black filmmakers, but films made by black people, and some were made by white people, which a lot of people don't realize um were made on super low budgets, but really had like a black um black afrocentric um black rebellious type of roles and vibes where um it was all about putting black characters in front of camera kind of sticking it to the man all these social justice stories um a lot of them are way over the top but like you know the ones that make sense are the key ones to watch are shaft uh the mac and uh superfly really um you know a lot of these kind of paved the way for modern black filmmakers although they might be controversial now but they paved the way for black filmmakers because you know you had a guy like Melvin Van Peebles, um, Gordon Parks, who kinda got their shine because these were guys who had done stuff that should have been getting them funding, but studios weren't supporting them, so they eventually raised their own money, you know, made these movies on a hundred thousand dollar budget, five hundred thousand, and yeah, made magic that eventually made millions and it became like this cool trend. Um of movies and yeah it inspired like snoop dogg's aesthetic basically anything that you see that's got like a pimp or anything, <laughs> I'm, i want to go into it but I'm, it's hard to get not dissect it all in a minute but check out black exploitation movies
0: yeah guys You're get awesome. out there and check them out and definitely go online fun daddy's film and then we all want to see it when it comes out too yes. we're gonna do We're going to be right back to hear about Daddy's craziest NYC stand-up comedy experience, but first, a message from our sponsors. Superfine Art Fair is the top art fair for connecting directly to the most exciting emerging artists in the world. And what's better, we're coming back to New York this fall with three consecutive in-person fairs from September 23rd to October 3rd. Learn more about how to apply as an artist at www.superfine.world. Limited quantity all-access passes go on sale on August 1st, so stay tuned to Superfine Art Fair on Instagram to get yours. And we are back here with Daddy, so Daddy, I'm sure you've had some crazy experiences doing stand up. Is there anyone that takes the cake for you?
1: Oh man, okay, there's two because they give both sides. Cool. One is I have this joke where I usually um like one bit one of my main jokes in my set where i I started off like I say like you know, is it still fun to be white?" And which you saw, um, and uh, and I go into like just dissecting like you know being white now versus in the 1600s and stuff, and um, and I said I remember one time when I was developing the joke, I was at an open mic and I get off stage, and then the guy after me is like an older white guy, and the first thing he says on the mic is, "I don't feel bad. I did. It's still fun to be white. I didn't do shit," and just starts going in, and everyone's just like, "This is weird." and (laughs) I was like, wow, that really made you upset. And I didn't really care that, but that's not really a heckler moment, but that was like one of the first experiences where that happened. Then two nights ago was the real (laughs) first heckler moment, which was, I was performing in a black venue. And, but it was like, it felt like I was performing for like aunties and uncles. Like it was weird uh, vibes and everyone was like super much, much older. And so already, I was like, I don't know how they're going to feel, but I was performing and half the set was going good. Then I started addressing racism and like things that white people did, and they weren't laughing. And I was like, oh, damn, y'all really like white people. And then th- they were like, this group of like aunties in the corner just drinking their wine were like, yes, we're not racist. And I was like, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> and then one was like, white people have done nothing to us. We did it to ourselves. And I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to. I was like, am I get out or something?" So it was weird, and like the rest of the set was kind of rocky. And by the end, I was just like, "I have no enthusiasm." (laughs) (laughs) But but that was weird. And but then I performed the next day, and then everyone was like, "They were crazy." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that'll (laughs) throw you. That's that's funny though. Yeah. Yeah, that was a
0: good joke. Did you you did the one with the time machine bit, right? Like yeah yeah i (laughs) like that i like i've actually quoted that a couple times since then that's great cool all right guys it has been seven minutes in new york city with daddy ramazani and you should definitely keep up with daddy on instagram at director daddy and of course donate to his kickstarter which will be in the notes daddy tell us one more time what's the film called
1: the film is called super (laughs) nigga
0: awesome all right and you can donate to that film in the notes at the kickstarter and you should because they're almost there Thank you so much for being here today daddy appreciate it thank
1: you thank you
0: we've also enjoyed being here with you today listen in every day seven days a week for more of our conversations with the movers shakers and culture makers of the city that never sleeps follow us on instagram at seven minutes in nyc and be sure to post or story anytime you're listening you can find us online at seven minutes in or seven minutes in We highly encourage you to get on our mailing list for all kinds of fun New York offers. We also send out the weekly schedule of guests every Sunday, so that can help as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your preferred listening platform. That helps other listeners just like you find Seven Minutes in NYC and enjoy our guests' amazing stories. Until next time, New Yorkers and Globetrotters, get out there and make today count.